Good day to you, my friend. God bless your heart. Welcome to Lessons Learned from a Woman of Valor podcast, featuring life lessons that will uplift, amuse, and inspire you. Each week, Joyce will reveal many lessons she has learned as an author, women's ministry leader, life coach, and minister. Sit up, pay attention. Now here's your host, Joyce Calvin. Good morning. Welcome to Lessons Learned from a Woman of Valor. And today we're going to discuss what you wish you knew beforehand about choosing a financial coach or advisor. Now it's time to welcome Jacqueline Mitchell to Lessons Learned from a Woman of Valor. Jackie is here to provide her expertise in financial literacy and answer our questions and to also share more of her story. So good morning, Jackie. Thanks for joining me. You're welcome. My pleasure. Great. So for our new listeners, let's just give them a brief synopsis of your background. Well, my name is Jacqueline Childress Mitchell. I've been in uh, the financial services arena for 20 years with the same firm. So I, I love what I do. Uh, it's a ministry for me. Started out 20 years ago. Um, of, as a matter of fact, it'll be 21 years, May of this year. And I learned back then that I didn't know everything I thought I knew about money. And one thing I like to start out with all the time is financial literacy is the foundation of our relationship with money. And it's a lifelong journey of learning. And a lot of people, we don't understand that. You know, we make it, we spend it, we may save some of it. We don't know how much to save. And, you know, back then I was pretty good uh, budgeting, knew what came in, knew what went out. I uh, was very frugal, very careful with how I spent my money, lived beneath my uh, means like they you know, teach you to do. But it's just that the worst thing you can do is know all of that, but put your money in the wrong places or you don't know how it truly works. You know, there's rules about money. There's rules about saving. There's rules about spending. Uh, there's wealth principles. There's accounts we should have. So back then, 20 years ago, thought I knew all of that, but I didn't. So to learn that, to come into this business and learn it, first of all, for myself and then to teach it, that's how where I am today. It's been 20 years of making an impact, uh, bringing value uh, to families. Uh, I like to say we bring Wall Street to Main Street. There's been too many people left out there uneducated, not knowing and I, I, I realize that knowledge, when you hear knowledge is power, it's not knowledge being the power, it's the use of that knowledge, doing what you needed to do for you and your family. So that's just a little bit of my background, how I got here and how I will be here uh, until I can't do it anymore because so many lives have been changed uh, just because of a little education uh, in the financial arena. Awesome. Awesome. I love that, that you're bringing Wall Street to Main Street. That is phenomenal. I really appreciate that. So uh, let's just dive right in. As I mentioned, we're going to talk about what you wish you knew beforehand about choosing a financial coach or advisor. 
First, let me ask you uh, this, Jackie. How important is it for your financial health, for a person's financial health, uh, to have a financial coach? And will any coach do? Well, no, that's, that's, I love that question, Joyce. I love that question. You know what, what baby, what I thought about when you first said that, you know, because I never, I didn't know what you're going to ask, but I was very, very poorly. I mean, I was, I had no sports skills at all. Okay. I, I last a week, I think I shared, I'm the middle child of six, of seven. So I'm right in the middle, uh, two brothers and a sister older and two brothers and a sister younger. And they all were good at something in sport, baseball, track, basketball, softball. I mean, they all were on teams, picked first captains. A couple of my siblings even got scholarships of college for it. Right. I couldn't run. I couldn't catch. I couldn't throw. I couldn't hit. I could none of that. I don't care what it was. I could. I just didn't have it. So just think about a coach on a team. Just think about the coach that coaches any of those teams. Think about the coaches that coach Michael Jordan and 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 all the grace that you hear about today. Like I said, I'm not even into sports, so I can't even name a lot of them. Okay, but just think about if they had the wrong coach or if they thought the coach that they chose didn't matter. It mattered. That's uh, the coach. I would say is about 80%, 80 to 20%. The coach you have versus the 20% where you have to come. And I talked about that last week, I think, or I want to share this week, your part in that coach um, student or teammate uh, uh, relationship is the commitment, the coachability and the consistency. That's where you come in. But in any kind of relationship, being and using sport as an analogy, especially in the financial field, the coach is hugely critical, hugely critical. Okay. The reason I would say that, just to add one more bit to that, the reason I would say that is because what I opened up with, I thought I did. I thought I had been coached. I thought I had been told the right things. I had thought I had the right financial products and services that were best for my family because why? I let someone tell me that. But then I realized I really wasn't coached. I was just sold something. So now that I've learned and I'm licensed and I'm qualified and I've taken all the steps to get even better, continuing education, continue, I know what it means to be a coach that makes a difference that brings value, that makes an impact, that just doesn't, that doesn't just sell you something. Uh, we have something called a, a fiduciary, a fiduciary. That is a person who is obligated, not just, they can't decide, they're obligated by law to act in the best interest of their client, their customer, or, or whatever you want to call them. I go, these are my clients I work with, but this is my job to act in the best interest of my clients when I recommend something. I can't recommend things as to my best interest that's going to benefit me. It has to be something that definitely benefits our clients. So that's what a coach is, someone who has your best interest at heart, someone that's not in it just, just to sell you something or suggest something that's going to pay them a high fee or a high commission. That's not what you're looking for. So you're looking for a coach that cares about you and what you are there to get out of it. Okay, great. Well, you kind of jumped to uh, my first uh, my first question. 
uh, was what is a uh, because what I wanted to do, I read across these uh, questions and mm -hmm. it says 10 questions to uh, ask a financial advisor. Can you hear me okay? Am yes. I coming? Okay. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, 10 questions to ask a financial uh, coach or advisor. And um, so I wanted to know how you would answer these questions. And so you answered the first one being, are you a fiduciary and what does this mean? And so you answered that as being um, someone who looks out for the best interests of their client. And so that is great. Um, so how would you answer this question? Uh, what's your investment philosophy? Oh, that's a good one. I have several of those. <laughs> uh, well, one philosophy that encompasses uh, several different areas. Uh, again, the first thing I, t I said is it's a definitely a lifetime of learning. It's a relationship that you build and you work together. So my philosophy is this. I'm going to make sure that you understand, first of all, that my main goal, as I said, stated earlier, is to bring value and to make an impact. Okay, not to sell financial products. We don't need any more of those. Uh, the three areas that I work in that I make sure I protect my, my clients against, I protect them against taxation, inflation, and market fluctuation. I want to make sure that we're aware that we look at the areas. We have to play offense and defense. So we have to be aware. We have to look at taxation. Inflation is up as higher than it's been in 40 years. How do we combat that? What is my strategy uh, behind that? When we work with that, the, the market fluctuates. So I have to educate my clients and make sure they understand what that means. Okay, so, and then we look at the different areas. Uh, there's uh, wealth principles that I teach and there's uh, investment strategies. So that's my philosophy. That's how I handle how I work with each client. Now, there's some things that are specific to each client, so you can't give a ballpark answer. But my main philosophy is to make sure they understand all the areas of their financial home, how to start from the foundation and build up, and then they're taught in every area that makes a difference. Wow. You really take a comprehensive uh, approach to this. I love it. And so what uh, would be a person's, uh, their all-in cost? Well, the, the, uh, good question. Their all-in cost, seriously, is what I said earlier. And I like how, and, and you know what, I love questions like this and, and, and answering because everything built on something. So any questions you can should ask, they all should be connective. Uh, I've, I've always taught my daughter and I teach my uh, uh, teams uh, that everything we do builds upon what we did before. So the first thing is your all-in cost is your all-in commitment. That's your first cost. See, people don't put value. We only think it's cost when it comes to a dollar amount, okay? But your all-in cost, the major part of that is your total commitment to, again, being coachable, okay, being committed and being consistent. And that's the most valuable thing that you, you can bring, at least in the relationship that I build with people. I have to make sure that we're both all-in, okay? As cost, as a, as a fee, or from a monetary prospect, uh, perspective, uh, there's no cost to get educated. There's no cost at all. I do financial wellness, complimentary financial wellness seminars for individuals, 
families, schools, churches, businesses. That's just a compliment. That's what I meant by bringing Wall Street to Main Street. Main Street has been left out of the fold, left out of the information needed to make sure that their money is working as hard for them as they work for it. To make sure when I get to retirement, am I going to be okay? I don't want to guess at that. So it's so many things that we don't know that we're afraid to reach out because we do think it's going to cost us a lot or people come to us and they do charge us just to tell you some information that should be complimentary. So the education part, me sharing on on this uh, podcast, me talking with any individual that I meet with, uh, it could be an hour, it could be two hours, an introductory meeting. There's no fee for that. Where the cost, if you're looking at a monetary fee comes in, it would only be like if you bought whatever you normally buy. If I'm talking to you, Joyce, and you need a financial product or service and you see that the need for it and you have the um, uh, monetary uh, uh, goods to take care of that, then right there, that's all you're going to pay. You're going to pay for whatever that's, that product costs. You know, I don't charge anything for my services. So I'm just taking notes. All right, great. Um, oh, so that kind of answers the how do you get paid. So um, I don't oh, know yes. if you want to. I like that. That kind of goes with it, how, how I get paid. Cause mm-hmm. I, I, and I'm glad you followed it up with that because I don't want anybody to think I work for free. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, I, I do. I talk to people. They'll be talking. I said, well, if, if you, when you go to work, you, you know, you want to make sure you expect to get paid. Same here. We get paid for what we do, but it's just a difference in how people do it. When I came into this company 20 years ago, the reason, the first reason I came in, cause I was, like I said, I was commanded directed to come in by the Lord. After I learned what I learned, he's told me to go and educate his people and say what I need to say. I'll never forget that 20 years ago. So that's the first and foremost reason. The second reason is, is because I knew I didn't know what I needed to know. I knew that I only knew what I was taught from generations before me who were never taught. And I made a commitment then that every generation after me or every, anyone connected to me would know what I had learned. So when I sat there, though, they said they educate people. They, their purpose is to educate the consumer, to make sure everyone has an opportunity for their dollar to work for them. So as I sat and sat and got my own financial needs analysis done, and I saw what they did and how they did it, and I was not charged, I was not charged not one red cent to sit there and get a complimentary financial needs analysis to tell me how to build up my financial home, I was in it even more so. So how do I get paid? It's just like if you think about uh, someone who shops on Amazon. You go to Amazon, you order. Amazon doesn't really, they, they get a fee from that. Amazon doesn't make any money off of that. You pay the, uh, the, the business or the uh, entity that's selling that product and, and, and Amazon gets a portion of that for, you know, having it set up there. But same thing with me, any company that I work with that helps uh, any of my clients in any of the financial areas, I get a fee from them to help my clients, but I never charge my clients anything. So you don't pay any more than you would going out and purchasing anything that you're not even sure about what you're purchasing. This way you're educated about what you're purchasing and you're not paying any more. Oh, wow. That, that is great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, didn't expect that. Okay. So, um, 
what qualifies you? You talked about this last week a little bit, but this kind of goes hand in hand with what people uh, need to ask their uh, financial uh, coach. What qualifies you to be a financial coach? Well, first of all, please have the desire. See, a lot of times we, we look at things and we, I don't think we look at the right the right things. Like when you ask, what would it cost me? Most people are asking that question or would ask that question if they do even ask it uh, up front is because they're thinking, well, how much is money is this going to cost me? And again, the first thing I tell you, what's going to cost you is your total commitment. When you ask what qualifies you, I believe the first thing before any licenses, any studying, even in the ongoing education and all the things that's required by the state to, to do certain things in the financial arena, the first thing is you have a have a heart for people, have a desire to make a difference in people. And that's where that uh, where that comes in, that you're more obligated to the person and not to yourself. Make sure that you have a heart for that. I think we're all created for a purpose. I really believe that. I think we all have are good in, in, in different areas. Uh, I wouldn't be good being a nurse. I don't want to see blood or anyone hurting. I can't stand to see one in pain, okay? So everyone is set for something. I believe really something great in every area. In the financial arena, you have to really be certain that you're not coming into this arena just to make a dollar. Seriously, because I promise you, when I first came in, that was the first thing my regional vice president told me, who was my trainer. She said, please, when I train you, when we sit in front of people you care about, when we're edu, we're there to educate and make a difference. She said, if you sit in front of people and you're money hungry and you're looking at them as dollar signs, you will never do what's right for them. You will never do what's best for them. So that was a lesson that was just right off top. You want to make sure you're here for the right reason. And that's to make someone else's life better. Then okay. the next qualifications after that are the licenses, of course. Okay, you have to be licensed. You have to do uh, continuing education, laws and rules and, and, and things change all the time, especially in the financial arena. And you have to make sure you're up to date. So that's a qualification as, as well. I'm licensed in 11 different states. As I told you guys last time, I think you asked me, where can I do business? I can do business in all 50 states. And if there's someone who contacts me or someone has a relative or a family member or friend, all I have to do is just get licensed in that state. Okay, awesome. So that's a, this is a good time to give your contact information. Uh, you want to share your email address uh, with people? Okay, I'll share my email address. It's J as in Jackie, M as in Mitchell. So that's JM032132 at gmail.com. JM032132 at gmail.com. Awesome, awesome. So uh, what qualifies you to be a financial coach is uh, first of all, you need to have a heart for people. Then there's certain uh, licenses and certifications that uh, are required from the state. Am I correct? 
Yes. And I don't want to say that lightly, the first part, because someone listening can say, well, you have to be more than that. I'm not saying you have a heart for people. So you go uh, to your state, uh, your licensing place or your financial institutions. Oh, I, I got a heart for it. So I want to be. No, it's more of that. But I'm talking from my standpoint, uh, the very first step I think you should have, and that's in any field uh, of expertise. You want to make sure you have the heart for it, because when you have the heart to do what you should do, you're going to do the best for not only yourself, but for the people that you're working with. Okay, great, great. So um, you shared a little bit about how you work with people. Uh, is it standard across the board? Um, so if I had a, a coach, would they be uh, accessible to me or should they be accessible to me uh, you know, 24 seven or, you know, how does that relationship work? And, and, you know, is it something, do I have to, uh, interact with you on a daily or weekly or even a monthly basis? You know, how does that work? The relationship with your financial advisor, if you look at any relationship you have, some relationships are daily relationships. Some relationships are because I work with you. Some relationships are because I go to school with you. Some relationships are because we're family members. Some, with a financial advisor, uh, that's, a, that's a relationship where it builds upon how much interaction you need to have, depending on how involved uh, we are in the financial plan. When I first, again, I'll take you for instance, if. Um, we were to meet and you just wanted some information. Okay. The relationship would start off with, oh, this is just a, a question and answer period. I just want to know more about uh, you. I want you to y'all share more about me. So that could be a 30 minute to a 45 minute uh, initial appointment. Okay. Now, if we decide that it's the best fit for both of us, uh, we would then go on to the next steps. And what would those next steps be? Well, it depends on after asking questions of you, Joyce, and getting to know you better and getting to know what you want. See, so it's a time lag. You, there were any relationship, uh, I'll give you an overall blanket that most, uh, I'll tell you right now, most um, probably financial advisors are definitely not talking to uh, their clients every day, every week, every month. Um, now the accessibility is also probably different my accessibility is 24 seven. That's my accessibility. If you need me as far as talking every day, there's no need for that. Really. When we first do our initial, uh, meeting and getting to know one another and, and, and figuring out that, yes, we're, there's a good fit because there's not a good fit. I'm not a good fit for everybody. And I say that right up front when I'm meeting with someone, I'm not a good fit for everyone and everyone's not a good fit for me. So I don't look at that relationship like that. I get to know you, you get to know me. We figure out if there's a good fit. And as we move forward, so I will say within that first month, I'm with my clients that first month. Oh, I hope you like me because we're going to be talking at least once or twice a week that first month, that first month. And after the first month and we have the, then we'll do follow-ups as, as, as certain um, of your services and your um areas of that we're working on come back for a review then so but after that first month month and a half of just setting things up maybe talking once a week or twice a week then after that i do a six month review and a yearly review 
uh, all the time and then on call and available as needed. So there's not a time that you can't call me, can't reach me. Uh, my clients have my cell phone number as well as my office number. Uh, and so they can call me if I'm available. We talk if I need to call back, but there's no limit to how often my client can call me. But as far as setup time, I do a six month and a yearly review with all my clients. Wow, you sound very, very organized. I love it. There's um, the listening audience. I was saying, uh, definitely just reach out. I, I, you know, my again, my email is jm032132 at gmail.com. Next week, I'll have a phone number uh, that you can reach me. But what I'd like to for people to understand is you have to start off, you know, asking a question. Just get your questions answered. Get a second opinion. Like I said, I'm not here uh, to sell anything. Uh, Joyce and I have put this together. Again, to educate our listeners so that you can know some of the questions to ask. So if you feel comfortable and you want to work uh, with me or you want to get more information and sit down, like I said, it doesn't cost anything uh, for that. We just want to make sure that you are educated because when it comes to uh, us working hard for our money, our money really, truly needs to work hard for us. And uh, one thing I always tell my clients, I truly want you to worry less about money and enjoy life more. And that is so important. Wow, that's good. That's good. I like that. So um, I have a few more questions that uh, people can uh, ask their coach. But I need you to explain this to me first. Uh, it says, what asset allocation will you use? So if you can explain what asset allocation means, and then you can tell me. Um, <laughs> That's good. I like that. With, well, asset allocation is just how do you allocate uh, your clients' um, their investment. And that's all, like I said, that's individualized. That's, it, it depends. We have qualified monies and we have non-qualified monies. We have accounts that you set up for business owners and uh, for just employees. Just like, think about that asset allocation. Am I in a, and when I work, there's a 401k, then there's a 403b for uh, teachers and there's different kind of, of, of asset allocations that you can use, but I need to know what kind of account or, or, or fund are we setting up? So, you know, there's IRAs, there's traditionals, there's Roth, there's tax uh, aware awareness portfolio. So it's so many, that's a wide range. So tax allocation, asset allocation is how are my assets allocated? How will you do that? Well, everyone's different. I never give a blanket statement on anything about how I'm going to asset your money, how we're going to save on taxes. What are you going to look at? Well, you know what? People are in different tax brackets. Different people are different age brackets. People are different places in life. You know, people have, some people have more money. Some people have less money. So that's a very good question. And that's one that will definitely be answered uh, on an individual basis. But that's what Alice asset allocation is, is how are my assets being allocated? And they're allocated to meet your goals and dreams, to meet your financial goals and dreams. That's how they're allocated. I love it. You explain things so well that anybody, uh, financial literacy is an area in my life that I am kind of illiterate in. And so just listening to you explain things, I uh, wish I had uh, met you 
many, many years ago. <laughs> I would. <laughs> many people I, say that. Many I, people. I, I, I would be an A student in financial <laughs> literacy instead of a D student. <laughs> We've all been there. I'm telling you, we've been there. That's why I love what Joyce, you don't know how you make really. Seriously. That's 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 the only answer I want to hear that you're learning something. I, I was told so many things. I was told so many incorrect things, you know, when I was coming up. And when you get out of college and you wanted, you know, you start earning a decent income, you know, and then you get married, and then I had a child, then I got a divorce. And a lot of women run their households married or single. And they have no idea. So I love, I put on women's seminars. I do women uh, uh, seminars. That I it, it, I, I do seminars uh, for women, you know, I do them for everyone, but women, I do several uh, times a month. I do a special women's seminar uh, where we cover a lot of things that women are facing financially, uh, just different areas, give them a time to talk. It's on Zoom, face-to-face, -face, where we get to chat. And, and we really uh, have a group of women that learn from one another. Again, if you'd like to be invited to my next uh, women's um, chat, let's chat. Uh, again, JM032132 at gmail.com. Share your email and a phone number, if you will, and I will make sure you get invited to our Let's Chat. Wonderful. That is great. So we're almost winding down. I have a few more questions. What investment benchmarks do you use? Again, there are several benchmarks that's out there, and I'm quite sure everyone has heard of the S&P 500. Standard and Poor's, that's just the top 500 uh, companies that they compare. Um, so that's a benchmark. Um, they're called, you, you can follow the, the Dow Jones. I'm quite sure you guys have heard of the Dow Jones, Russell 2000, NASDAQ. It's just so many benchmarks out there. And, and normally your um, investment will follow uh, one of those benchmarks. Again, individually, it depends on what, uh, how your assets are allocated, uh, what funds, how your portfolio is set up. So when you get together and you talk about, and we get to know one another and talk about your, your goals, your financial goals, everything is set up. I'm like the liaison person. I, I always explain to people, I'm, I'm like that middle person, okay? I'm the financial professional that gets to know you, understand your goals and dreams, understand how the best how to best invest it. But then you have a fund manager, a professional fund manager that manages your money. I don't manage your money. I laugh about that. I had a client one time. We're very close. I grew up I mean, like I said, it's a relationship. You you really build it. On top of getting to know you, the one thing I pride myself in and not and even uh, when I work with my clients, I build relationships with them. Uh, you know, it, it's important to, to know that you can trust and that you can share and that uh, that your best interest is what I what I have first and foremost. Uh, and I had one call me one day. She says, where's my buddy? She was joking. You know, she said, I want to go on a trip. Where's my buddy? She, she couldn't get me. There was a, a couple of days she had called and I was on vacation. I had left a message. I was on vacation. You're on vacation uh, like that. And so I called her back and I said, 
I am not the manager of your money. Okay. I don't have, I don't, I don't touch your money. I don't, <laughs> but anyway, we kind of laugh about it, but that, that is critical for people to understand the process. Uh, and I do that with each client. I, you know, I draw it out. I let them see uh, how mutual funds work uh, versus how stock works versus bonds versus uh, the, like you said, the indices that we follow and the market and the emotional up and down of the market. Those are so many things. Uh, that we teach so that you can understand uh, how, how do we look at that. And I won't go on it here, but there's so many other areas that I help you teach, like how does your, your, how does your returns rate uh, compared to what the market did and what, what benchmark did we follow and how did it, how did it uh, uh, rate with that. So it's a really a lot of good information. I tell people just for the fun of it, just for the fun of it, learn this stuff just for the fun of it. And then uh, one other thing I wanted to say, Joyce, uh, with you said you wish you had uh, met me years ago. I get that a lot. I get that a lot, especially if people in their 50s or 60s. And But please understand, please understand this audience. If you don't get anything out of it, it's never too late. It's never too late uh, to learn how to make sure our money is working smart, to make sure our money is working hard, to make sure our money is uh, 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 taking care of the jobs it needs to be taken care of. Because not only, no matter what age you are, I always ask people, do you have nephews? Do you have nieces? Do you have children? Do you have, you have someone that's still coming behind you. That was a problem with the legacy when I looked at what I didn't know 20 years ago I looked to my left and it was like my parents and my grandparents and my great grandparents were sitting next to me. Literally, I was in a room full of people learning these things and I'm looking like I felt like they were in the room with me and I said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry you were never taught any of this. You didn't have the opportunity to learn this. And I said, so I'm doing what you're doing. And then I looked to my right. And at the time, again, my daughter's going to be 32 this year. She's 11. She was 11 at the time. And I said, you're doing the same thing or you're going to do the same thing I'm doing. So the buck is stopping here. Every legacy, every generation coming up after me is going to know more than I knew. Okay. So it's never too late. And we've always said, what do we say? We know if you're a parent on here, what do we say? We want our parent, our children to have more, to do better, to know more than we did. And that's where it starts, guys, especially with your money. Our children, every generation coming after us, they must understand the things that we didn't. They must have an opportunity to make their money work as hard for them as they work for it. They have to understand wasting money, letting, you know, they have to understand that. Wow. Okay. That is, that is good. That is great. So uh, one last question. I don't think I'm going to um, hit a couple of more questions, but I'm just going to, um, is, uh, is there a tax hit that someone would face if they uh, invested with you or if they use utilize your services? No, when you say tax hit, that's a broad question. I don't know, just to clarify that a little bit. Uh, when you say invest with me, uh, people don't invest with me. You know, they work with me and they learn strategies. They learn how money works. They learn the three Ds of investing. 
they learned the three accounts they should have. And I'm not talking about checking and savings. That's not two of them, okay. They learned the wealth principles. Uh, it's just so much they learned, first of all, they learn, okay. When we talk about taxes, that's, and I told you earlier, I make sure that I uh, take care of the, the accounts we set up that we're looking at, and we make sure we're looking at taxation, inflation, and market fluctuation. So the, all of that goes into our planning of what we do, how we do it, and where we uh, place, you know, a client's assets. But when you say tax hit, again, that depends on um, the type of 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 account you're in. Uh, there's no free lunch, as we say. There's taxes. We are going to pay taxes. We know for two things for sure in life, right, everyone? Yes. We're going to yes. die and we're going to pay taxes, okay? So we are going to pay taxes. So don't look at it. Don't narrow it down like that. If, if, if that's a question you have about, am I going to get taxed? No, you're going to pay taxes. But we do, as I said earlier, we have tax aware portfolios that we look at, you know, your tax bracket, where you are, what you need, do you, we, how, how, how do taxes come into play? And again, that's all on an individual basis. But in most cases, just like in your 401k, I ask when I sit with my clients, I educate them on everything because most of my clients don't even understand their, the 401k or the or the plan they have at work. Is it a 401k? Is it a 403b? Is it a deferred comp? Is do you have a pension? Do you? They don't even understand all of those things. So I even educate my clients on things that I truly don't get you know compensated for uh but uh, but it's a, it's an entire package with me uh how i get compensated period like i told you before is to make sure first of all you understand what you're doing you make the worst best choice for you and your family and if you decide to work with me i get compensated through the companies we use but those companies that we use the fund managers that we use the um brokers and the uh custodians that we use those are all uh, different places that you will have an understanding of how taxes will affect you either now or at a later date. Okay. And there are some um, uh, products and services that you have that they don't even have, uh, carry a tax uh, implication with them. So like I said, again, it depends on the individual uh, client, uh, but that is something you definitely want to be well aware of how it works and what's best for you. Thank you. You know, one of the uh, things that I love about talking with you is that whatever question I ask you, you have an answer. You don't give me a pat uh, answer that says, well, I can only talk about that once you become a, my client. Oh, no, no. You know how some people will tell you and it's all about the, mm -hmm. you know, they're, uh, they're just all they want is just a client. And yes. so you share information so freely that for me, I would want you to be my financial coach, because if you, you know, uh, you have a wealth of, of knowledge and information and uh, this is just uh, so great. So one last thing, are there any other questions uh, a person needs answered before they make that final commitment? from your vantage point, is there any other uh, questions that they would need to ask um, a financial coach before uh, they, fi they finally decide to go with that person? Well, the first thing I would say, and, and, and as I start conversations with people, again, I'll use you, 
let's say I met you or someone referred you because I'm, I get uh, referred quite a bit. So say, and I don't know anything about you. So you were referred to me. And the first thing, like I said, getting to know you, uh, I'm really trying to figure out, would I be a good fit for you? I mean, I want to be a good fit for uh, people who want to work for me. Uh, I'm not sitting there like, ooh, will she pick me, choose me, choose me, choose I'm not sitting there like that. <laughs> or, I'm just not because everyone is not a good fit for everyone. I mean, very few have I turned away. I mean, I turn people away. I just, I don't think you'd be a good fit, you know, for me. It could be, uh, and I'll just, just be honest with you. I, and I'm always going to be like that. Some people are so demanding uh, that they want something that nobody would be able to do for them. <laughs> okay. Nobody would be able to do for them. Um, the money works the way money works. The market works the way the market works. But the main thing is your emotional stability about your money and what you want it to do for you. That's the main point. And if you don't get that, and if you think you can find someone who's going to turn tricks and flip cartwheels and do, you know what? We have, a, it's a very respectable uh it really is a very respectable thing that I do for people. The financial arena is a very, uh, it, it's, it's, it's an area that you truly change people's lives. You truly change people's lives. And when I, I remember when I first got my, my, my investment license back in the early 2000s, I wouldn't work with anybody in my my regional vice president. She kept saying, "Well, what's wrong, Jackie? You got a license. You top in your class. You did really well. You did, I mean, you, you learned it. You." She said, "What's wrong?" And I said, "I'm not going to mess up anybody's money." That <laughs> they said, "I'm not messing up anyone's money that they worked all their lives for." I don't, this could be for the, you know, no one wants to run out of money during retirement. No one wants to, you know, they, they may want to leave legacies and make, you know, I just want everyone to be okay. And so she had to sit me down and go back over with what I had just gone through for the prior three or four years before that, learning it, getting my license, helping clients, uh, being trained. So, you know, so she looked at me and she says, tell me, how do you think you could mess anyone up when the most middle-class Americans know nothing about what we do. They've never been taught. You can make a difference. And she said this to me, she said, I know your heart. I know why you came in the business. You told me from the very beginning, I've trained you well. You can make a difference. You can make a huge impact and people out there need more people like you. Now, that's not me saying that someone, they need more people like you with a heart for people wanting to do the best thing, not trying to just sell something. I tell people all the time, we've been sold too much stuff. We've been sold too much stuff. We don't need to buy anything else. So when you sit down with someone, it's not so much even the questions if they ask you the right question. I'm going to ask you questions. So that's how our first meeting is going to be. It's going to be me asking you questions and allowing you to ask me any question you have. But the first thing you're going to understand is you will kind of like, and I'm not trying to make it sound like, but you'll feel, you'll you just have a feeling just like I do. I know when I can, I mean, when someone is just really someone, I just have a desire to help because I know I can change their lives. But then you have other people that, like I said earlier, just want you to do things that's not even possible. I don't care how much you have or how little you have. And so I want people to understand on this line is not what you make is <clears throat> not how much you bring in is what you keep and have the education to know what to do with it. That's the first thing. 
you truly want to make sure yes they have all the credentials that they're they're they they they're licensed they're not just someone that's going to run off with your money they you know they they show you you know their credentials you know what they do uh but the after that is you have to know if you need the help sit down with someone who you really believe will help you and that's what they're there for so when joyce said i share like this i share because that's why i'm here from day one that's why i was here to educate you i work with me or not work with me work with whomever you feel comfortable with and you believe that has your best interest and will do what you need done but be educated about it i've seen too many times when people have been referred to me and they share with me where they are what they have or what they're wanting to do I've, I've seen too many situations where they don't have anything like that in their portfolio or anything close to being what they need to have to reach their goals and dreams. They were just sold something. And you wanna believe, you wanna see a person that feels like it was done personally to them. I feel like it was done personally to me when someone takes advantage of someone like that. So that is something I would never do. So make sure when you sit down that all of your questions are answered, that you answer, we all have a part to play, remember, that you answer the questions honestly. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. I run a no judgment zone. I've seen everything that you could possibly see in people's financial situations. And I love all of them because what people think is bad, I love to take it and make it good and make it great. So it's just a process, guys. It's just a process of sitting down, opening up, being free to share where you are and where you want to go. And let's take that journey together. That's just my philosophy. Let's take that journey together because I'm going to be right there with you as if you were a mother, a father, my sister, my brother, whatever it was, that whatever age group, really, I always tell people, whatever age group you fall in, that's how I treat you. If you're like my mom or my dad, you're gonna, I'm going to treat you just like I did my mom and my dad's money. If you're my siblings, I'm going to treat you. Your money is going to be exactly where all of our all of our money is. You're going to be a products and services that we all have. So just understand that. I hope that answered your question. Oh, it, it more than answered. Thank you so much. And what I want to share is that if you are enjoying this talk, we Jackie and I will be here uh, every Wednesday at 11 o'clock. So follow uh, myself, uh, follow Jackie, and uh, I'll follow you back. And uh, you'll be notified when we uh, come on. And if you have um, friends, uh, tell them about them, tell them about uh, if they're not on Wisdom, they can find this talk. I am uh, a podcaster, so I uh, post the uh, this episode to my podcast. I'm on, um, they can find me on Spotify, Google, uh, wherever. So please share, tell people about it. Also next week, as you were talking, Jackie, one, we have on the wisdom app, we have a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, that people that have started their own businesses, their own, you know, companies, and some are still, uh, working a nine to five, but uh, starting have started a um, you know a uh, a business on the side, and so I think we, let's talk about 
investing for entrepreneurs, uh, answering, uh, looking at that. Is that something oh, that'd be that great. we could? Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. uh, next week, uh, that's what I'm going to um, put together uh, some questions. And if you guys have any question that you would like to have answered uh, for by uh, Jackie, please uh, uh, email her at, uh, you want to give your email address? J as in Jackie, M as in Mitchell, JM032132 at gmail.com. Okay. Or you can also email me at Joyce underscore 335 at yahoo.com. And uh, we will get those uh, questions answered for you. I want to thank my guest, uh, Jacqueline Mitchell, uh, for joining me today. Jacqueline Childress Mitchell for joining me today. Uh, This has been great. Uh, And uh, Jackie, did you have any final things that you'd like to share before we uh, close out today? Just want to say, I hope we're bringing, we will continue to, I hope we're bringing value and hope to continue to bring value that can make a difference and answer questions that people have for so long, didn't know what to ask, didn't know who to ask. And so I so appreciate you uh, Joyce, doing this and, 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 and bringing me on uh, to share because it is really information that's needed. Thank you so much. Have a great day, Jackie. Peace and blessings to you and yours. Thanks for listening. God bless. Whew. Wasn't that powerful? Thank you for listening to Lessons Learned from a Woman of Valor podcast with your host, Joyce Calvin. If you have enjoyed this episode, and I'm sure you did, please follow Joyce on Instagram at Lessons from a W-O-V and on Twitter at Lessons from a W-O-V. You can also listen on Spotify, Apple, Google, or anywhere you get your podcast. Thanks again for listening, my friend, and make your day a great one.